0: it's the jersey hardwood podcast episode number three sponsored by lg insurance i'm steve tichner and with me the voice of the devils and pirate talk it's matt lachlan and matt let's start with seton hall this time uh your favorite subject right and then here we go um seven and four overall but a really nice win at missouri and uh listen with the way they were playing, I didn't think they would go into Missouri and win that game, even though Missouri is a, you know, probably a middle of the pack SEC team. It's still a really nice win. And here's what they did. Unlike, you know, when I saw them, uh, at the rock against Rutgers, they hit their shots. Now it wasn't a defensive battle by any means, because actually Missouri hit their shots too. It ended up being a real, a real offensive battle. But listen, um, you know, Alamir Dawes, 25 points, you know, he, he hit his shots. Dre Davis. I mean, they really, uh, they really came around and, uh, and and had a nice night and um, and a good win for them. Yeah,
1: no, it was a terrific win. It's a, a neutral court, even though the game was in Missouri, so not really a neutral court. But since it wasn't Missouri's home court, it's considered a neutral mm-hmm. court win. Uh, the way they had been playing at the start of the season, um, you know, Jerry Correa of the Asbury Park Press called it potentially a season saving win. And that's certainly possible. Um, you know, if they lose that one, now they're going into the teeth of the big East Mm -hmm. season on a downer. I don't know how well they're going to do in the big East anyway. Um, it's going to be a tough slog, but they give themselves a little hope. They give themselves a little boost. They found the offense, the seniors led the way or the upperclassmen at the very least. And so, yeah, all in all, a very good win for them.
0: And let's just make a note of this as, as we record, they play UConn, tonight at the rock. And so hopefully we'll get this up, uh, in time, but, uh, you know, most of the people, most of our listeners, that game will already have happened, but listen, it's number five Yukon. You can kind of, kind of know where that one's going to go. We'll, uh, we'll, we'll see how it, uh, how to how it works out. But I, I think, um, I, think it's up and up here for Seton Hall and, they need it now, Matt, because as you said, look at the, you know, they start their conference schedule and the Big East is just a bear, right? Uh, you got UConn, then you go to Xavier, you got Providence, uh, you come home, uh, pro- come home for Providence and Marquette. And then you got Georgia, Georgetown and Butler, but then that's on the road. So, you know, it's a tough task. The next, uh, next, uh, games and going into the, the conference, Matt.
1: Yeah. And, you know, I think Seton Hall is, uh, you know, probably I thought at the beginning of the year they might they could get to six, maybe seven would be the worst. Uh, You know, no one's expecting miracles this year. Then the way they started, I thought, "Wow!" I mean, they just the offense was atrocious. They couldn't hit shots. Mm -hmm. You referenced the Rutgers game, and I thought, "Wow, there's not going to be much there this year." So I still am not sure who they are or what they are. But if they can shoot, they've got more depth than they've had in a while, and uh, they they might be able to compete a little bit more than than it appears from the outside. But it certainly is not going to be an easy thing at all.
0: Well, listen, Alamir Dawes is, is a veteran here, right? Kid from Nork. Um, you know, point guard leading that team. You would think it would go through him. Kadari Richmond is the star, uh, and they count on him for scoring, but he's very important. Dawes is very important, uh, as well. And it seems like, you know, hey, like again, uh, at, you know, against Missouri had a really nice night. They pulled out a really nice win. It seems like he's a really important player on that court.
1: He is, and uh, Shaheen Holloway likes to have three guards on the court at all times. He will have the ball an awful lot. Richmond will have the ball an awful lot, and Dylan Adewusu will have the ball an awful lot. But other than Richmond, they hadn't done much. And Richmond, for all the good he's done, at, at, at times he just hasn't gotten the other guys involved as much, you know, they, they started lately to be a little better with getting more assists in their scoring, but it's been a lot of one-on-one, but again, the shooting has been just so atrocious that if if it doesn't get better, they're not going to have any success at all. So a good sign, you know, UConn is a huge test. Uh, Who knows? Again, as we record this, as you said, uh, the game hasn't been played yet. Uh, Nothing much is expected there. People are not expecting a victory, but they've got to show some fight. They've got to show some fight and, and then we'll see. I don't know. The conference is really top heavy this year. Uh, I, I just don't know how strong it is. Although I read something the other day, I think Joe Lenardi has six or seven teams from the big East getting there. How do you do to the tournament? How do you predict right. that? In December, only- I don't know. I didn't read his methodology, but Hey, what the heck? I, I'm not sure it's there. That would be nice for the, for the conference to get that many. Uh, so we shall see, you know, is not what what it once was. Uh, they've scuffled. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, you know, we'll, we'll see. Providence with a big win last night, so good for them.
0: And the Xaviers and the Marquettes are looking pretty pretty strong. Talk to me about Dylan Adewusu because he had 20 points against Missouri, but it's it hasn't been there every night. Listen, if he can bring it like that, they're a better team.
1: Yeah, his inconsistency has been, unfortunately, a hallmark of his career. You know, kid was at St. John's, and he stays local and stays in the Big East, mm-hmm. and transfers to Seton Hall. Uh, I think he has a level of toughness and playmaking ability that, if consistent, will help Seton Hall. But I, I again, I, I've not seen that uh, in the early going yeah, you know, they've struggled out of the gate. They struggled when I say out of the gate, not just the season. I mean, I mean seven and four is fine. But starting games, you know, that wasn't a real problem against Missouri, but starting games have been a problem. They've fallen behind. They've clawed their way into every game. They don't, you know, they're not out of it even if the final score might show that they were. They've been able to get games within four and six but they've had a climb out of a big hole. And so Adeusu is part of that. He's just not been the consistent guy. I thought he would be. I thought he'd bring that veteran experience, Big East player. He knows what it's all about. Last kick at the can, you know, playing college basketball, mm-hmm. staying local. And it just, it's it's been a more difficult transition than I thought it would be. But he broke out, as you mentioned, against Missouri. And that's a good time to do it. So let's see if, he can start to find that consistency because, you know, he's getting
0: every opportunity in the world. And then five players and double figures in that game. And uh, another guy, another transfer, Jaden Bediaco, he had 11 points. Now he's getting rebounds. Doesn't seem like he's a big scorer, but he's a big, uh, big guy in the middle there. Um, So, and again, look at what well, he's coming over from Santa Clara, correct? He's so, yeah. Uh, you know, you got. You got to give these guys some time too, uh, to to get into Holloway's system and and uh, maybe maybe can click for these two transfers and really they can start moving in that respect. What, what do you see from Bediaco?
1: Well, as you mentioned, he gives them a little bit of an inside presence. He can rebound. He's not the most athletic guy. As tall as he is, he has difficulty, quite frankly, you know, jamming the ball. He doesn't. He doesn't have much hops. Mm-hmm. But uh, he has been a pleasant surprise. I didn't know what to expect uh and he has given them some inside hope which they absolutely need when the conference begins um unfortunately he gets into foul trouble and that hurts them big time with him out of the uh out of the lineup they don't have his his much excuse me as much help down low um so he he's got to avoid that clearly but he has been a very pleasant, a uh, very pleasant surprise for Seton Hall, and as long as he can, as long as he can stay on the court, he will potentially be a a difference maker.
0: So I'll ask you this early for entertainment's sake, but uh, you know, Seton Hall, do you see it as a tournament team, Matt?
1: Maybe the NIT. Mm-hmm. I think that's a possibility. I don't see them as an NCAA tournament team, though. Not right now you know, not unless they coalesce and maybe, you know, maybe Sunday's game was the start.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cause the big East is uh, awfully strong. So, uh, you know, and that's just the reality. It's uh, it's always been a tough conference and um, you know, it looks, it looks as tough as ever actually this year. Right. So, uh, well,
1: like I said, they're really top heavy. We'll see. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. the beauty of conference play is you get some surprise teams. Like I said, Providence with a nice win last night over Marquette, But right now they seem to be a top-heavy conference with UConn, Creighton, and Marquette, and then a pretty significant drop-off. Saint John's was everybody's darling, uh, with Patino coming over, and you know they've not done much. They haven't looked like a powerhouse. Nova, as I said, has taken a big drop. Mm -hmm. DePaul and Georgetown are what they are. So you know what is Providence? I know I I listened to the show last week with you and and John, and you know Providence got a, a veteran club, new coach. So we'll see how that works out. But he's gotten them off to the, a good start. That win last night was huge. They're 10-2. Mm-hmm. Uh, so can, can a Butler something Xavier be a bit of a pain in the tail? I, I don't know if Nova finds its way. Mm-hmm. It just doesn't seem to be – there seems to be something missing there. So anyway, I'm not going to say that there, it's a weak conference. I'm not going to go that far. But this year, I'm just curious – the deck teams are, you right. know, we'll find out, right? Yeah, I mean, well, like I beat, said, you beat the buy-in teams. You beat the buy-in teams. It doesn't tell you a whole heck of a lot. It, it's so, it's certainly so, early,
0: certainly early for the question. Let's uh flip it over to uh, Rockers, and uh, they got to run a Saturday games here, so they're certainly getting their rest. But they got a big challenge coming up on Saturday. They play a, a, a fellow, another SEC foe, maybe a little better than Missouri, though. It's got you got Mississippi State at ten and two. Really didn't beat that many. They haven't really played that top of a schedule. Uh, they had, they did beat Northwestern, who was turning out to it was looking like a pretty good team, but you know lost to Georgia Tech, and then I think they were ranked, and then they they had a head scratching loss against uh, Southern U, early in the month, and that kind of knocked them out there. But still ten and two. They got a star, a freshman uh, uh, point guard, Josh Hubbard, five ten from Mississippi, and. He looks pretty good. He's averaging 16 points a game. He's leading the, uh, he's leading the team, and you know they're, they appear to be a you know very good, probably top top level SEC team. So good test for, uh, for Rockers uh, at the Rock, and uh, you know they did um, they did come off the uh, the win against Seton Hall where they played their mm-hmm. best best basketball really that that night. They played their best basketball this season. Um, a lot Mag is back, which is big. They just look like a different team with Mag, even though he hasn't contributed like he hasn't scored a bunch. But you know, just the rebounds, just his presence, his defense, and you know, as, as you know, Pykele says he's a glue guy. So he he makes them better just being on the court. Michael's, uh, you know trying a starting lineup with Jamichael Davis starting with Derek Simpson coming off the bench, and so he's developing. You know, Cliff's doing his thing. I mean, he had a season high. It was against you L- uh, know, sort of a career high actually against LIU, 25 points now. It was LIU and what I think they're one in nine now. Here I, we can say this, at least Seton Hall's challenging themselves early in the season with, you know, going to Baylor, um, going to, to Missouri, uh, even though it was a neutral site was still in, in, uh, in Missouri. So challenges early. Whereas yes, this is a challenge for Rutgers now, but really it's it's been Princeton, it's been it's been Seton Hall, and then of course the early loss to Illinois in the conference game, and that's been about it. The rest has been, and then they got Stonehill December 30th, and then they start uh, their conference play in uh, in the new year. And hello, they go to uh, you know the, the third they go to uh, Ohio State, and then on the sixth they go to Iowa. So uh, pretty tough uh, start. Uh, in the conference for them. Uh, but overall, they're playing much better than they did at the beginning of the season where they were just kind of all over the place. And Pike was trying to figure out, uh, what rotations would, uh, would work. And, uh, and right now, um, seems like he's on to something, uh, with the freshman point guard starting and, uh, Derek Simpson coming off the bench, which I think was one of the things that really worked, uh, against Seton Hall the night at The Rock. Uh, but as you said, with Seton Hall kind of being on the cusp of maybe not being a tournament team and more on the NIT level, I'm kind of feeling that way with Rutgers, Matt. Uh, only because, and again, the Big Ten's tough. They reload. Uh, a lot of people have said that Rutgers was, you know, middle of the road. And a lot of them picked, the consensus had him picked as 10th in the Big Ten. Know, maybe well,
1: lost a, an awful lot,
0: right? Yeah, maybe a little better. And yes, it is early as we're saying here, but I I just don't know if I, I see about a see about a sixteen win team. I think they'll have some nice wins. I really do. I just don't know if they can really make headway with the upper part, of, upper half of the Big Ten. It just might be a real a tough tough conference. Go, Matt.
1: Well, it might be. This one on Saturday is a big one because you know they're taking on a. Very good team, a team that went to the NCAA last year. This is a quad one game, and I know I get uh, I get bleary eyed. You know, I, my eyes start to my eyelids start to droop when I hear and talk about those things because mm-hmm. I don't fully get it. But it's important, right? If they can beat this team uh, at the Rock, then they they build their resume a little yeah. bit, and that certainly helps. Uh, and you know, they give Mag another chance to kind of get that knee working right. If you will. I mean, I know it's hundred percent, but when you come back, you just don't feel the same. It's in the his ACL. Head. Yeah. But they've got to square. In. It's going to be hard because both teams are pretty good defensive players. I'll see what Davis does. It's a big test for him. It's not LIU. This mm-hmm. is a big, big national program that he's going up against and a team that likes to pressure you. So we'll see how he, how he fares. But yeah, I mean, I, get, given what they lost last year, I, I think, you know, I, I won't say NIT is all they can do uh, because Peichel's worked his magic before, but they, they just don't have a lot of offense, and they're still, as you said, working rotations. Uh, it, too early to say, I think, about Rutgers. I, I think Seton Hall is NIT-bound at best, but we'll see.
0: Yeah, and another intriguing freshman is Gavin Griffiths, and he's had moments yeah. where he's looked like really something. You know, he actually had a nice first half against Seton Hall. He's got that quick release. You know, he's a good shooter, although he's, uh, I don't know. I think he's just been a little jumpy, a little quick, uh, to start out his career at Rockers. I mean, come on, he's a freshman, but he's, I think once he gets his feet under him, he's going to be a, uh, he's going to be a solid player. And he also has a nice first step and can get to the basket too. And, uh, you know, he's a big guard. So, uh, there's a lot of promise there. It's just that, uh, it's kind of come and gone. And I think he's going to start, uh, he's going to start i think he's got a couple big games into him i think it's going to be exciting i think we'll see uh, i think they'll i think they'll surprise they'll have a couple you know they always seem to right they always seem to have a surprise upset maybe on the road maybe at home against uh against a big 10 team it just doesn't seem like listen they, they the 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 rack doesn't have the bite that it's had i don't know what you know there's it's still loud you know but like ron harper junior geo baker Players like that really, it really, the the crowd elevated their game, it felt like, you know. Uh, it, well, and, and who is that guy for Rutgers this year? Exactly. And who's a exactly.
1: defensive guy? Like McConnell would just pick you up, you know, 94 feet, terrific defensive player. You mentioned, you yeah. know, Baker or Harper, yeah. guys that could hit killer shots. Like, who is the go-to guy? Is it Cliff? His offensive game's
0: not that good. Yeah, you really right? can't count on it. You can't count on it from Cliff. You know, if they D him up, you know, he's not that guy who can, he's not, if he was lethal from five to 10 feet and could hit that, like that baby jumper and all that stuff, I mean, he'd be like, and, and he could just count on that uh it'd be awesome but you really can't he's he's a guy who just grabs it and flushes he plays around the basket and so you really can't count on him on the low post being that guy i think noah fernandes is a transfer that came in and he he played a mm-hmm. great game against seton hall had a couple key threes in the second half even a, even a um, step back three looked like geo baker there um so i think and he seems like, like he has the makeup and he's an experienced player and i, I think he can be that guy um you know, it, but you, you're right, Matt. Who is it? Uh, Andre Hyatt, you would think so, too. Um, you know, Moat Mag will start scoring. I think that's going to come right now. He's just focusing on on defense, it looks like, and, and, and you know, rebounding and such. And just uh, his right space on the floor and all that stuff. I mean, I think he'll start scoring. Uh, but we'll, we'll have to see. Uh, but right now, no. Uh, we don't know who that, that key player in the end of the game was going to take the shot. Uh, There's there's a couple possibilities out there, but uh, we're just gonna have to see. So I think what we're getting at, Matt, the theme of this is there's you know as we get into conference play, there's a lot we don't know.
1: Without a doubt, without a doubt, Um, and that's the beauty of it, right? Mm -hmm. You can prognosticate, you can look at a situation, say, oh, this this team has no chance. I'll use hockey as an example. You know, a team like the Philadelphia Flyers having a great season. And nobody really saw, it. Mm -hmm. you know, uh, they weren't very good last year, second year uh, for John Tortorella as their head coach. What are they going to do? And they've hit their stride. And whether or not they're world beaters, whether it's sustainable or not, we'll see, but we're coming up on the halfway point of the season. And you got to, you got to think they might be able to hold on and do it. So that's the beauty, right? We, we, I don't know about Seton Hall. I just don't, Mm -hmm. but as I said, coalesce, if those seniors can play like they did the other day, if they get a little momentum and then if suddenly Villanova doesn't look unbeatable, St. John's, they've never really had a super tough time with them, but you know, you can, you can get them and people thought, well, St. John's was going to be a, a, an NCAA tournament team under Patino. And well, now all of a sudden, you know, topsy becomes turvy, if you know what I mean. And, And maybe they can find themselves in the upper half, you know, get that top six, Position and, and maybe right. get a, a postseason berth in the NCAA.
0: And
1: we'll so say it, it, it yeah. makes it
0: so much fun. Sure. And absolutely. And listen, as alums, we're trying to be objective here and honest, really. But, you know, hey, surprise me. You know, I'm sure we're all set for a surprise for our team to go. You know, I mean, it's certainly always a possibility. We'll just have to see how this all plays out and how all these pieces mesh together. This will close out 2023 for us, but we're going to get into 2024. And then it's on, Matt. And then we got all the conference play and all that stuff. And we'll, we'll take it all the way to March. So that'll do it, uh, for this week's uh, Jersey Hardwood podcast. And yes, we will follow up with, uh, with the other Jersey teams too, especially when there's a win of note. And then we'll certainly follow up with Princeton and all because they looked, you know, awfully good in the opener against Rutgers where, uh, they, they, they took Rutgers to task. So we will definitely, uh, uh follow the uh, other, uh, Jersey, uh, college teams as well. So that'll do it for this week. Uh, our sponsor, LG Insurance. Uh, thank you, Aaron. Of course, uh, uh, More sports now is our site, and we're on Spotify and on Sound uh, SoundCloud and iTunes and uh, and uh, other uh, directories as well. So, uh, so look us up, listen up. We'll catch you all in two thousand twenty-four. Bye bye.